Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, welcome back to the Propane Business Podcast. Alex here. Today, it's just me doing a little solo. Um, basically, off the back of a few conversations I've been having with some of the coaches we've been working with. So I think a mistake that a lot of coaches make early on is overthinking before launching. I mean, that's, you know, that, that, honestly, that's probably the thing that holds most people up in the world in general is sort of fear of failure. And then because of that fear of failure, finding a million excuses not to launch. So, I mean, first of all, if you're listening to this, this is your call to just launch your damn thing. Get it out there, start promoting it, right? Now, one of the big holdups that I think people have when trying to figure out what it is that they're promoting or, you know, like what, what's their identity as a brand? Because, I mean, this is something that is important. It's something that I love to talk about, branding, you know, your position within the marketplace as a fitness coach. All of it is very crucial, but I think people can trip themselves up going the wrong direction with it. So first of all, I think I'm going to start with like where people usually go wrong. And that normally what this looks like is they'll have someone in the fitness industry that they really look up to. You know, maybe it's James Smith, maybe it's Joe Wicks, maybe it's like Meg Squats, maybe it's Menno Henselman's, someone that they, you know, have followed for a while on social media and has maybe like been with them on their journey um, throughout kind of, you know, when they were getting their PT qualifications, et cetera, et cetera. Because I think anyone who's you know really enthusiastic about the PT is going to do their research. They're going to find someone to look up to. And so mistake number one comes in trying to become a copy of that person. I think it's okay to take pieces from different people. It's okay to kind of take methodologies from people too. But the implementation, your coaching spiel, the way that you present yourself has to be authentic to you. And I think that's what I'm really going to talk about today is authenticity and what, what that actually freaking means, because it's such a buzzword. I mean, if you do any kind of research on you know branding and how to develop a tone of voice for your brand and all that kind of stuff, you know, authenticity is going to be chucked around a lot. So what the fuck does that actually mean? Um, I think it can mean a few different things. Uh, but for the sake of your online business, I think what it needs to mean is that all of the stuff you're putting out there is authentic to your core values, to your kind of principles for living, your principles for interacting with other human beings. Uh, I, I think that's really what authenticity means in relation to the kind of fitness space and to how you should run your business. And there's a few ways uh, looking at like how that works. So the first way is on sort of a macro level, like are you conducting your business in a way that is authentic to your own beliefs and values? For example, where this can go wrong is 
when people are doing high ticket when they wouldn't personally pay that much for fitness coaching. You know, there's a big mismatch in terms of your own personal values and what you're doing in the world. And now this is not to say that there are people that wouldn't pay that much money and never do. Like those businesses exist and some of them, <laughs> a limited proportion of them, kind of actually do well. So it, it's again, it's not that I don't want to make any kind of judgments on what you think about things or what you think the best methodology to achieve a certain goal for people is or how much you should even charge. It's not really a judgment value thing. It's more, you've got to look at yourself and say, would I do this? Would I pay this much? So that's the kind of macro level of like, are you conducting business in a way that you'd like to be conducted the other way? Like it's, you know, a, a bit, especially with coaching, like more so than like a, you know, buying a CD from Amazon. I don't think you care too much whether or not a, a worker at Amazon is respecting your kind of time and emotions in that way. Like you just want the fucking CD quickly. Like that's kind of how, I mean, CD, that's a bit of an antiquated reference. Good God, I'm dating myself a bit there. But you know, you, you just want the product that you've bought quickly. However, in training, it's a bit different. There, you know, you'll know if you've done any kind of in-person training that there's definitely an emotional component to what you're doing with someone. There's an emotional component to fitness in general and how it intertwines with body image and how that skews with society. And I'm, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but just understanding that all the stuff you put out there should be aligned with your core values. I think more than anything, that is the key tipping point for authenticity. So like the, the macro level, oh, this is me being authentic. The second level of that, is kind of comes to more the advertising side of things, the marketing, which which I think is where authenticity is often used. So like, you know, not the ethics and integrity side of things, but the, oh, let's talk about an ad, but or like, let's make sure that my, I'm being authentic in my content on Instagram. And so like, what, what does that actually mean? Um, and what that really means is for the most part, I think when you're doing ads or even if it's in content, Speak how you speak in the real world. That's the biggest mistake that I see a lot of people making when they do try, you know, and do copywriting in inverted commas. I think people can fall into a trap of copying how copywriters from the 80s spoke. There is a lot of really good copywriting material out there or copywriting instructive, you know, books and stuff like that. And a lot of them might have been written in the 70s, but people just spoke differently back then. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see is people trying to, they have an idea of how fitness people speak. And this, again, this goes back to the, the first point I made about idols. Like if your idol speaks in a certain way and like you might try and emulate that way of speech, but it, if it doesn't kind of mesh with who you are as a person in your everyday life, it's going to be very difficult to come across as authentic. Now, where the kind of nuance comes in with all that kind of stuff is you, you have to be authentic, but you also have to be authentically the most compelling version of yourself. And this is where it can also get a bit twisted, where like, you know, authenticity, for example, James Smith, very sweary guy. I'm sure he's very sweary off screen as well. I'm sure he's sweary even more off screen than he does kind of, you know, in his content. But if you're like, oh, he's so authentic and real, and you think the reason that he comes across as authentic is just the swearing then you're missing the point entirely and you're just going to come across as a dick in all the stuff you post. Like now, again, if being a dick is your vibe, if you are a dick, 
then be a dick. It's fine. That can work. In fact, it's very appealing to some people. So again, it's not about a value judgment. It's about whether or not your core self matches the content that you're putting out there, whether that's an ad, whether that's a social media post, whether it's a piece of you know material, educational material in your members area, or even just like the landing page. All of this should be aligned with your core values as a person slash business. So for example, propane fitness, simple rules, dramatic results. That's what Johnny and Yusuf came up with. And you'll see that everywhere. That should be everywhere in the content we do. Sometimes we can get a bit convoluted. That's our fault. Um, but really, at the core, I think our most effective is when we're holding true to that message. Simple rules and effective results. We're not going to dive into the over-complex version of things. We're not going to try and over remote and talk about like beast mode and oh, we're just going to say, look, here's what you need to do to get your results. Here's the process. Follow that. Come to us with questions. And that's the same across fitness, the same across our business coaching program. That is really our fundamental values. So I think when talking about authenticity, that's what you need to talk about is what, what are those core values, those guiding principles that control how your fitness coaching offering operates? And that needs to be present in everything. You can't be like, oh, uh, have the foods you love and still do this. One, that's very vague. But also like, if then your program is actually very restrictive, <laughs> which that's very obvious. But I think it comes across more subtly if you're, be if you're not being genuine. It comes across a lot more obviously in your, um, in your copy, really, which, which is I think that's, that's where I've seen it the worst. And I, I don't think it's a case of people being like skeezy liars. I think it's a case of people overthinking what copy is. So like copy at its core is just you communicating value to an audience and then giving them a little bit of a direction of what to do next. But like, that's all it is. There's, there's nothing else beyond that, really. Like that's the fundamental principle. So if you're sort of like, well, okay, authentically, I guess the phrase would be authentically communicating the value of your business to a potential client. Like, that's what it is. Guys, how are we doing? Alex Nealon here, just a quick video to say I've been working with Johnny and Yusuf now for a couple of months, seen unbelievable returns. My revenue has quadrupled. It's gone from 1,700 to nearly six grand in like six weeks, which is mental, absolutely mental. I've now been able to quit my job as a one-to-one -one PT, my notice is handed in. I cannot explain to you how happy this makes me feel. I've now got systems in place that I never even knew were possible before I met these guys. I'm not scattered, I'm not living in my inbox doing one task after the other. Everything is much more regimented and controlled. I'm less stressed. As I said, income is higher, working hours is less. I'm less stressed and I've handed my notice as a one-to-one -one PT. If you're a one-to-one -one PT, and you're not online at the moment, that's the dream really, isn't it? So if you're worried about the investment, spend it. You're gonna make it back in six weeks time and then some, which as you know, as I did. So um, go for it, no more hesitation. Cheers. Now, another way in which people go wrong is like over overdoing the feature side of things with their copy, where they're like, oh, it's got this two weekly check-ins with a, with a, you know, fasted program tacked onto it with the whole elite management system. And like, that's great, but I don't think that's how people would describe your program if they were talking to their mates in a pub. I don't even think that's how you'd describe your program if you were trying to pitch it to someone on a gym floor. You'd be like, look, 
we do this because it helps you achieve this. And you'll probably have felt this frustration before. That's all good. I've worked with plenty of people who've done that. Here's how we solve that frustration. Any more questions? That's where, you know, that's how you'd have that conversation with a person in real life. So I think overthinking the copy um, and, and being like, well, I'm in copy brain now. I'm thinking of how to do copywriting is inefficient and ineffective, especially for personal trainers. Like obviously with products, they're inert little objects. So you do maybe have to do a bit more fluffing if you're trying to do a sales page for a, you know, a pair of headphones, but you are selling you as a personal trainer. And it's weird because it's this kind of idealized version of you. It's this coach version of you that doesn't have, you know, any, you know, you're not going to put like your argument with your spouse on fucking Instagram as part of your fitness content. That's silly. But you are going to talk about things about like making sure that gyms work around your dating life, for example. Like, oh, when I was 25, my dating life was ruined because I went to the gym six times a week because I thought that was the only way I could ever achieve the results I wanted to achieve. Like, that is where. I think authenticity comes through in a way that you're not like oversharing for the sake of feeling like you're being authentic. Um, I think you always have to relate your vulnerability to how it benefits the audience. Now, not necessarily always and forever, but the majority of the time. Like your sales page can't be like, oh, my life fucking sucks. Which you, no one would ever do this naturally. <laughs> but I think if you try and go too authentic, it can come across that way where... You, you just expose a little too much of the flaws of what you do. Um, where like you want to be in this middle ground where it's clear that you're a human uh, and that you understand that you're helping humans and not robots that can just follow numbers on a spreadsheet. But you're not, you know, you're, you're still aspirational in, in kind of what you're putting forward. And I, I hope to anyone listening that that kind of makes sense because it, it is a subtle nuance that I think you only get through really, you know, putting stuff out there. So I think my, my, my piece of advice or the, or the real takeaway from this podcast would be if you're writing copy, if you feel like you've become more of a copywriter than a personal trainer, which I know is kind of experience some people have, um, just go back to just being yourself. Speak about your stuff, how you actually speak to people in the real world. Like you should be excited about the thing you're serving. So that should come across in and of itself. You know, you should be thinking of it as in like, I'm having a conversation with my ideal client. This is all the questions they'll ask. They might be a bit cynical. I'd be fucking cynical too if some stranger was trying to, sh you know, shift me something on the internet. Like, you have to just think that's always where someone's going to be coming from. So speak to your audience like that. Or maybe if it's your followers, they already like you. So you can be a bit more open. You can be a bit more playful. Like if you look on our Instagram stories, Yusuf is a lot of the time dicking around. <laughs> But I think that's part of the charm of once you've opted into our world, you get that. You get that authenticity. And I think this is probably something I'm going to do another podcast at at some point. But the the order in which you, I guess, like let people know more about you or let, you know, or, or like take down the walls of professionalism, the order in which you do that is very important. Like if we served a freaking Facebook ad um, with Yusuf just like doing a, a handstand dressed as Bert from, you know, Sesame Street. Is it Sesame Street? I might get lambasted if I get that wrong. But anyway, with Bert, like, that's just silly. Uh, it's not necessarily going to get someone to click on it. But whereas if it's like a professional looking photo and, 
you know, it well, it doesn't even be like super professional, but if it's a photo that like, you, oh, clearly these guys work out, they're serious about training, amazing. Someone might opt in, come into our world, then gradually maybe through a podcast or through the social media content, they get a little bit more of the vulnerability, a little bit more of the banter, or maybe even in some of like follow-up emails once someone's opted in. So I think making sure that you know when it's best to position that authenticity in quotes and the degree at which you can be authentic at certain levels complete strangers don't want the raw terrible version of you <laughs> they want the best idealized version of you with an understanding that you can help them achieve that and i think beyond that once they get into your world you can you know roll out it's, it's kind of like dating like you don't leave everything on the table in the first date it takes you know some time to get to know someone and to get that commitment from someone and you want to show the best, you want to put your best foot forward. Um, but yes, so really that's kind of my take on authenticity, how it fits into your marketing. And I think like a takeaway task from this would just to be go away, spend 30 minutes even, doesn't even need to be that, it could take five, but just record yourself like doing literally like a voice note or anything like that, record yourself pitching your online offering to someone. Then compare that to any copy you've written or any landing page stuff you've written and literally just compare the script word for word and be like, oh, okay, clearly I speak online in this weird kind of inauthentic way. Maybe you don't, maybe you're crushing it. Congratulations if you are. But there's probably a chance that you're either trying to overstate stuff in the copy because you're worried that it's not going to come across as valuable enough or you're coming across as a bit too standoffish in the way you're presenting things or it's just this convoluted way of saying something to try and make it seem more impressive than it is. You know, like, even if it's like weekly check-ins, like that's what something can be, but you could describe a weekly check-in as like, Every single week, we will have a one-to-one -one experience social call in which we just, you know, intimately go into the details of your specific journey and break down. And like, that's cool, but it's fucking weekly check-ins. Like, that's, that's what it is. And you can try and oversell it, but people will see it through that bullshit. People's bullshit meters are unbelievably high these days. Um, so, yeah, I think go away and do that. And then if you would like to speak to one of us uh, to kind of see how we can apply that to your business in a broader sense, how we can work through all of the systems, how we can tackle any bottlenecks in your business and really help it so that you can get in a position to scale. Um, maybe you're at like five clients, maybe you're at no clients, maybe you're at 15 clients and you want to scale to like 50, 100, then go to propanefitness.com forward slash forward slash forward slash business podcast and you'll be able to speak to one of us about how we can help you out that link will also be in the show notes so you know easier than just typing out the url but yeah i hope you found that useful please if you take anything from this just go away and do that exercise with the voice notes and i will speak to you soon goodbye want to learn more about the systems we use to run build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands 
on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build ProPin Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propinfitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.